2: When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan.
3: During the time that I worked with Roger Clemens, I injected him on numerous occasions with steroids and human growth hormone. I also injected Andy Pettit and Chuck Knobloch with HDH.
2: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app.
3: As we proceed to give you what you need, Wednesday now, September 27th, Keith McPherson on the fan till 2 a.m. Let's get right back into it. Thanks for rocking with us. Not going to spend these next two hours talking about Zach Wilson. It is what it is, folks. I just can't believe it. It's, it's just hard to like grasp. You know, life ain't fair. And uh, sometimes things go on and people do things and you just got to live with them. But I, I really don't want to feel like this season is over for the Jets. I really don't want to feel like this is it. What I'll say before I sprinkle some other topics in there. And of course, you guys can call 877-337-6666 and say whatever you want. But what I do want to you know leave is like a glimmer of hope that they're not done. Trevor Simeon being available is a low-risk, low-cost option for depth. And you literally need the depth. Like, when you think about practice, they they need a quarterback to go against the first-team defense. Because now Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle, they both have to be taking first-team reps. They both have to be preparing for the game. Because you know Zach Wilson is one play away from Tim Boyle being the starter. And those two guys got to be locked in with the first team, um, getting first team reps. They Tim Boyle no longer can be in street clothes on the sideline. Tim Boyle can no longer just be uh, on the practice squad as the um, quarterback with the defense. They need someone to do that. So Trevor Simeon will come in and start doing that. Tre- Trevor Simeon is not signed to be the savior. In my opinion, Trevor Simeon does not give you that much more of it he's better than Zach Wilson yes he's played more than Zach Wilson he's a better quarterback for sure he will throw the ball he will read the defense he'll take some chances but ultimately with the Jets schedule you guys know the Jets schedule coming up with the three quarterbacks they have on the roster I don't know when they get another win Chiefs Broncos who the Broncos the Broncos are going to be looking at that game now like ha 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 you guys had uh, this game circled thinking that Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers were going to get some revenge. And the Broncos could be defeated still. Uh, I'm not sure who they play this week. Let me take a look. <laughs> the Broncos play the Bears this week. They could get a win. But you know they're, now the Broncos are circling that Jets game at home in their stadium as a win. That's going to be their first win at home. They're looking at that game as we can win that game. Russell Wilson is looking at that game like, yeah, I can do enough to beat the. Je- I mean, we are going to, we're going to score more than ten points. Tragic, um, but I do want to leave a little light at the end of the tunnel that if there's another injury to one of these three quarterbacks, they got to sign another guy. And I just want to believe that like Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson aren't ready to just fold. Aren't ready to just smoke another season in the name of Zach Wilson and standing by behind this draft pick, which is going to go down as one of the worst draft picks of all time. When you think about the fact that we thought Trevor Lawrence was going to be a jet, and they defaulted into the number two pick, winning one stupid game, and they end up with this kid, and they can't they can't get rid of him, they can't avoid him. He's like the plague. He this kid he he has not advanced. And, and they didn't do them any favors. They didn't do them any favors. They didn't set them up for success, and they're all in lockstep together. So the light at the end of the tunnel, I guess, is that maybe they're not done. But there's not that many options out there as far as guys you could sign off the street that we think are going to give you an advantage. And then maybe they can make a trade. The trade deadline is where I would, I would, would close that hope. You've got about another month until the NFL trade deadline where maybe they trade for a quarterback, a backup or even a starter that could come save the day, a sinking ship, but man, if they actually ride this whole thing out and Zach Wilson stays healthy, I, I I don't know how you I don't know how everyone has a job. I don't know how everyone returns in 2024 with Aaron Rodgers who could easily be hurt again. I don't I just don't see it. Uh the NFL season is too precious. We wait for these games. You only get one game a week. We wait months for the season. These players have worked from pop Warner high school college and in the pros the NFL is not for long you don't get to play for long and I just can't believe that they're willing to smoke another season of these guys lives standing by Zach Wilson I don't I just don't feel like that's right I feel like it's crossed into this territory of like okay um it's beyond like I, it's 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 just there's so many words you could use for it but it's just not right it's not right that um they're doing it again they did it last year, and there's guys on this defense that, yeah, they, they should. They should revolt. They should say whatever they want in the media. They shouldn't feel like they have to be buttoned up and uh, put on an appearance for anyone. They're grown men. They're professionals. They want to win just as bad as any other player or team in the league, and this kid does not give them the best chance to win, but yet he's got chance after chance after chance after chance. After, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. We've never seen anything like this in the NFL. Of course, it's the Jets. 877-337-6666. The Liberty got to save us in New York. The Liberty got to make us feel good in New York City. Get it done. The Liberty win tonight. And uh, I'm, I don't watch the WNBA. I can honestly say that um, and not feel any type of way about it. If you've been listening to me, I, I told you that they, the Liberty play at the exact time that the Yankees play. What do you think I'm doing? Like, I'm, ten times out of ten, I'm watching the Yankees play. But I'm all for uh, the, the W. I'm all for, for this super team that they put together that plays in Barkley Center where the Brooklyn Nets play, where I go to a lot of games, where a lot of friends of mine that are Nets fans go and watch the Liberty. I'm all for them potentially winning the whole thing and having a parade and ending the drought in New York City. The series is tied one and one between the New York Liberty and the Connecticut Sun. There were points in this game where I thought they were going to lose the game just keeping an eye on the score, but the Liberty won. They even up the series. We're not touching the money, but we can dream. Speaking of the Brooklyn Nets and Barclays Center, this Ben Simmons saga for me, I know some people you know, have called, some people on Twitter, some people have hit me. They want to hear my opinion. Here's my opinion. As a Nets fan, I cannot believe that in the last couple years you had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, LaMarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin, you had all these type of names here. You had all these type of players here. And when all is said and done in the KD Kyrie era, you're stuck with Ben Simmons. And here we go for a third year. Two years ago, it was, oh, Ben Simmons is going to come back to help the Nets in the playoffs. Nope, swept. And then last year, Ben Simmons, most of the time, he's uh, trying to be a model courtside and his uh, Gucci Louis Fendi. He played a little bit, and he just came off as as a soft individual to me. Somebody hit him in the eyelash. Next thing I know, he's got a back, he's got a knee. He's just like not the same guy. And it seems like every year in the offseason we hear about his workouts and how he's progressing, and now Jacques Jacques Vaughn's got to play into it for the media. Oh, yeah, Ben's playing five-on-five. He should be good for training camp. It wasn't too long ago. Like, we saw the clips coming out of training camp last year where they sold you on. Oh, Ben Simmons, look out. Here comes Ben Simmons. And then he gets on the floor. He he gives you two points, two rebounds, two assists. He fouls out the game. I'm good on it. I'm good on it, bros. As a Nets fan, I am ready for the Nets to get back to the Brooklyn grit, the Brooklyn way, a scrappy team. They've got some veterans. I think they have some sneaky signings. We'll talk more about it when the season actually starts. But miss me with the Ben Simmons updates. I unsubscribe. The New York Knicks, on the other hand, it's time for the New York Knicks. And I know that New York Knicks fans that root for the Jets and the Giants and the Yankees and the Mets cannot wait for Jalen Brunson to get back on the floor so you have a team that you think is going to be dominant this year that you think can actually make a run At the Eastern Conference this year, I know you cannot wait to see those boys back in the garden, and it is what it is. They were in it last year, and I think they're going to have a good chance to make a run at it again this year. 877-337-6666. I know the Rangers played tonight, uh, but it's just so early to really get in the weeds on the the Rangers or the Islanders or the Devils. But if you saw something that you want to put on the air, call me up. And the conversation really is around – Tonight's Mets game being postponed. They'll have a doubleheader. The fix was in. We had a caller say that they purposely did that to create a doubleheader tomorrow. It is hard to win two games in one day. Play two, it is hard to take two. So you figure the Mets get one of them from the Marlins. Have the you know the Marlins are in the hotel or doing whatever they could be possibly doing in New York City tonight. You know some of them are getting into some kind of shenanigans somewhere. And uh, the Mets are trying to play spoiler and knock them out of the postseason. And if that happens, we will look at this first game of this series and <laughs> the field not being covered on Saturday and them not being able to play that game tonight. We'll look back at that if the if the Mets end up taking you know two games out of this series or whatever, and uh, the Marlins come up short. Remember that the Yankees are playing spoilers. They're already. Working on it. They win 2-0 tonight. And yeah, meaningless game, but the Yankees get to 80 wins. They're going to finish above 500. Let the kids play. We're seeing Oswald Peraza play shortstop, showing off the arm. And Austin Wells catching and showing that left-handed power bat, man. You, you just get a little better feeling about the future. Michael King, as a starter, he, he dominates the Blue Jays. He owns them. It makes you feel good about things going into next year. At least there's some Bright spots for next year. Yankee fans, call me up if, if you want to talk Yanks going into 2024. Other than that, I know the the Jets, and if you want to talk about Colin Kaepernick, honestly, like as I'm thinking about the Colin Kaepernick situation, the Jets are such a circus, there's no way in hell they could bring him in to be their practice quarterback because of the media coverage and what he would bring. But I, I, I think that there is a chance he might actually be better than Tim Boyle or, or Zach Wilson. I won't say Trevor Simeon because Trevor Simeon has played some games in the NFL, has some touchdowns, whatever. But I'm skeptical of the version of Trevor Simeon we're about to get. The guy was hurt last year. I talked earlier about how he was hurt when he was with the uh, with the Jets. And playing against the Bears last year, he got hurt in uh, the pregame. He sustained a pregame warm-up injury. Uh, then he had to undergo season-ending surgery last year. In the Chicago Bears' Week 12 loss to the Jets, where they were about to roll out Nathan Peterman, who, when I think about the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, it's like a tie between Nathan Peterman and Zach Wilson. The only thing is, like, Nathan Peterman has gotten multiple starts for different teams. Like, he's played for the Bears. He's played for the Raiders. He's played for the the Bills. But one team would not keep running him out there. You know what I'm saying? But the Jets keep running him out there and uh, running Zach Wilson out there, and that's what the conversation is tonight. Trevor Simeon is here. Uh, It is week four. Giants fans, call me up if you'd like to talk about the Seahawks and what to expect in that game. We can talk MLB postseason as that is starting to shape up, and we can look around the NFL too. It's Wednesday now, so officially week four kicks off tomorrow. Keith McPherson on the fan, getting right back to the phones. I'll let you guys do the rest of the talking. Dave is in East Meadow. Dave, you're on the fan.
4: Hey, Keith, good evening. How are you? Good morning, now. How are you?
3: Good morning, good evening. Same difference. You know I'm good. How are you?
4: I'm good. Uh, first, I want to just say that I'm a 48-year-old. I can't remember a day in my life of not listening to WFN, and I want to compliment you because I think you're as good, if not better, than any other voice in the history of my listening to the station. So thank you for being I, you. That's, and that's high praise.
3: I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
4: I wanted to ask a quick question. You've dovetailed around this since I I called in. If you had to rank the teams from one through four for the two New York baseball teams and the two New York football teams, where's your sense of optimism for this year and into next year, considering who they play against, what's under contract, ownership, GM, et cetera, uh, who would you be most optimistic about down through least optimistic about?
3: Um, Just being real and not putting too much thought Into it, I'm most optimistic about the Mets. They have an owner that's going to go spend this winter, even though people think that they're going to have a down year because they punted at the deadline and they traded off. No, they're going to spend. They're going to bring in guys. They have guys, and now they have young guys waiting in the wings that are on the way. I think the Mets, and I've I've put this on record, and if I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I know I'm uh, painted as a Yankee boy and a Mets hater. I'm not. I honestly think this is the last down year for the Mets. This is the last LOL Mets year, and they just added this whole rain uh, thing today to it. But I really think with David Stearns and Steve Cohen together, and now Steve Cohen not being a rookie owner anymore and having a few seasons to feel things out and see how things go and Billy Epler having the right to make the trades that he made and them seeing how things are in Queens, and I I think that the future is bright for the Mets fans and that they can be a perennial postseason team. Like they can be a contender. They can be in the thick of it for the next few years to come. I would start with the Mets. Then I'd say the Yankees and the only reason I'd say the Yankees second when the Yankees have been that, right? The Yankees have been a winning team, winning franchise, uh missed the postseason for the first time since 2016, whatever, you know, 31 years finishing with a, a winning record. The only reason I am looking at the Yankees sideways is because I don't know if I trust Brian Cashman to get it done. He has to get it done, but I just think that, you know, it's tough. Like if Brian Cashman uh, wasn't Brian Cashman, he'd fire Brian Cashman. Because like, I just think that him looking in the mirror, he, he's he's standing on what he's done for so long. Uh, the game might have passed him by some. And there are GMs of other teams that they're, you know, they're not falling for his magic tricks anymore. They're not bowing to him. And the Yankees have competition in their own division. It's the best division in baseball. We're... Fighting against the Blue Jays right now, but most likely we will see the Baltimore Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Toronto Blue Jays all in the postseason this year. I can barely stomach it. So I'm putting the two baseball teams up there because, you know, just a year ago they were postseason teams, 100 win teams. They can get right back, but I'm putting the Mets ahead of the Yankees. I feel like they won't have as much competition, and they do have the owner that's going to spend, and they do have David Stearns in the building. They do have some core pieces, some young guys. The Yankees have. I don't know. They have two core pieces in, in Judge and in Cole, but they've got to fill in the gaps, and they're going to be hope, hope, hope week again, hoping that Jose Trevino comes back and he's a platinum glove catcher, and Anthony Rizzo is an all-star at first base, and DJ LeMayu continues from uh, the resurgence that we saw at the end of the year, and Volpe and Peraza and Wells, and the kids do well, and that Jason Dominguez rehabs and comes back. There's a lot of hope. There's, uh, there's not as much concrete uh, for the Yankees. Now, with the football teams, it's the Giants uh, above the Jets, obviously. They won Coach of the Year last year. They won a playoff game last year. They locked up their quarterback. Saquon wants to be here. They locked up Dexter Lawrence. They locked up Andrew Thomas. They added some weapons. Uh, I, I think their coaches want to be here. I think they're in good hands with Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable, the Giants over the Jets. The Jets right now are going to come in in last place because I don't know what the hell they're doing. I like at this point, I I don't know why they're, they're still rocking with Zach Wilson to the point where like they're willing to look stupid to everyone in the entire world. In the like anyone that sees this kid play and then hears them go on the podium and go to bat for him and co-sign him, it, it just seems preposterous to us now. It seems ridiculous. It seems like like they're insulting our intelligence. What do you see that we're not seeing? What? What do you see behind closed doors that's not translating on Sundays? You're willing to tank a whole season? You're willing to lose behind this kid? No, you're not. You just signed Trevor Simeon. I want to believe that you're going to go out and get somebody potentially uh, to come in here and, and compete with Zach for the starting job or something. There has to be someone better. So in that order, I'm going Mets, Yankees, Giants, Jets.
4: I appreciate that perspective. I just have one question. You mentioned the Yankees and their competition in division curious what you think about the Jets and with everything in Miami with everything in Buffalo and to whatever extent you can't rule out New England and then conversely with the Mets the Braves are built forever I mean it it seems like their core is young and locked up for a long time with a really good vision by ownership and leadership so I I just wonder how that's a great question In,
3: in football it's a little different you you play your division twice in baseball with this with this balanced schedule now What It used to be you play everyone 18, 19 times. Now I think you you face everybody uh, like 13 times in your division. But there's also an extra postseason team where, you know, we could see a future where the Braves, Phillies, and Mets are in the postseason every year and and they beat each other up um, in division. But, you know, they're still in October and whoever gets hot, the crapshoot, whatever. I don't think it's so much about, you know, who's got to rule the division. The Braves are set up for success for a long time. But I... I think that the Mets can challenge them. Uh, I think that one day they will. They've, they've been owned by them, but they're, they're going to build up to obviously take down the Braves and the Phillies. We'll see how long they last there. And The Marlins you can't sleep on either. So it is a gauntlet in their own division. But with the extra postseason team, I think there's a spot for the Mets in the National League.
4: And just to ask you one personal question about your own fandom, is Dak the quarterback that you could rest on to count the Cowboys to make a run in the
3: postseason? Absolutely not. No, no. There's no resting on Zach. We lose or on Dak. We lose. We lose sleep on Dak Prescott. Um, he has it as far as like knowing the offense and and the ability. But man, it is painful to watch this guy miss throws, throw interceptions, freeze in the moment with the game on the line, and uh, you got to be ice cold. You got to be cold blooded. And and he doesn't seem like the type he hasn't shown you once that he can do it in crunch time that he can lead a drive in the postseason and win it even even just this week with the cardinals he threw that interception in the in the end zone it's like not good enough and jerry jones his own owner didn't want to pay him and then just use the third round or fourth round draft pick to trade for trey lance which just it's just telling you we don't believe in this guy Uh, he's our quarterback we kind of defaulted into him a fourth round pick that overachieved and replace Tony Romo and he's been the guy but we don't we don't really believe in Dak like that. We don't think that he's of the upper echelon quarterbacks that's going to be able to get us over the hump and carry us to a Super Bowl. I hope I hope the defense is enough that you know with Mike McCarthy's offense running the ball, they've been trying to really simplify the pass game for Dak and it's it's still complicated. He's still not making the throws. He's still missing over rec- open receivers. It's it's crazy to me.
4: Just to close, I want to go back to what I said at the opening. Thank you, and you're a wonderful, refreshing voice for a station that needs you and uh, the passion you bring. So uh, thank you for being you.
3: Great call, Dave. Thank you for the compliments as well. I'm happy to be here. Um, I don't know. I just try to come in every night, prepare with notes and takes and the knowledge that I have or don't have. I'm not better than any other host on the fan. I don't know any more than anybody else. I enjoy talking to you guys. Like, I put out my little posts on Instagram and Twitter trying to get as many sports fans from all over the world to listen to me talk sports and call in and and join me, join my show. Uh, This is the number one sports radio station ever created. And to have a position here at night to close the night and then start the next day every night talking about whatever the top news stories are in sports, like, it's a dream for me. It is literally the dream that I had when I went to college and... I transferred colleges and I said, all right, I'm going to go to school and get a communication radio and television degree. One day I dream of being on sports talk radio. It seemed far fetched for majority of the years in between, but to be doing it every night, like it's not lost on me. There's, there's great people that have come before me and been on this mic and there's going to be more after. But while I have my time, like I don't take it for granted at all. There's not a single night that I come in here, not ready to go. And I appreciate anyone that enjoys my show that calls up and expresses that type of stuff. And let's keep the show going, right? It's 1230 in the morning and you're listening to WFAN because this is such a rare type of place where you can turn on the radio. You can turn on the free Odyssey app and you can hear from the greatest fans in the world, expressing themselves and asking questions. And just like Dave did, um, you know, put the teams in order what you think, Keith, and you'll get my opinion and I'll break it down and, I don't know. I'm the type of guy. I love sports. I played everything growing up. I watch everything now. I listen to WFAN. I've been listening to WFAN. I listen to other stations. I listen to other stations in other cities. On the Odyssey app, I'm listening to uh, or watching ESPN, FS1. I, I'm watching NFL Live. I'm watching NFL Network, MLB. I'm taking all of that in. I've got the Bleacher Report app. All of that on my phone. Um, most, most people that know me personally know... I don't stream, like, Netflix shows. I don't get into anything else. Like, my wife laughs. She tells people, like, he doesn't watch anything outside of live sports or people talking about games. Like, that's the only thing that keeps his attention. He'll fall asleep. And you could be falling asleep right now. You could choose to go to sleep right now. But there are people that are at home in their bed saying, nah, I want to hear the conversation. So let's keep the conversation going. Jim on Long Island, quickly before we go to break.
5: Uh, yeah, Keith. I just wanted I wanted to say first of all, I love the show, and you and your team did a great job of articulating uh, what's going on here. I do want to give you a silver lining because I don't even want to talk about Zach Wilson. The reason why this is such a shame is because of the Jets management keeping them going so long. Um, I got to tell you, when they may, I think it was March seventh, when they went out and visited uh aaron Rodgers and i thought well this might be interesting and march 14th i waited for the free agency and uh you know once they didn't sign one of those free agent quarterbacks i knew that there was the talk about the super bowl was going to be ridiculous because if he went out a few a few games um you know, we were going to have Zach Wilson in there as a backup quarterback, Yeah, and I kind of gave up on that. The one thing I wanted, I just wanted competitive football, and I still want competitive football. With Zach Wilson, you get absolutely no chance to compete. So the silver lining for me is that even Trevor Simeon is going to be an improvement. He's going to end up having to come in Because Zach is going to have an awful game against the Chiefs. He's going to lose to the Broncos. Mm -hmm. They're going to be forced to bring him in. And then maybe, like you said, by the dateline, but you brought up, uh, you brought up Joe Douglas and Joe Douglas has to take responsibility for this. Salah has to take responsibility for this. And the only reason why after the fans have gone completely berserk about this whole situation and everybody on sports radio. Because one thing Woody Johnson does is he responds to that kind of thing. And he's been there before with Isaac and McCagnan and all of that stuff. So uh, the only reason, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, um, is that the reason why these guys are still going to stay in their job and going to be there next year, is because everything is based on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is talking to, the, talking to the team. He's talking to the players. He's, he's kind of the leader, uh, in not only in the locker room, but just the overall leader, and they're counting on him coming back. So I'm hoping that they, they bring in um, a competent backup quarterback this time. Zach is going to be off the roster. They should have given up on him a long time ago. The silver lining is also a guy like Garrett Wilson, who is truly a magnificent receiver artist. And if we just can get back on track, so we can play competent football with the remainder of the games, at least it will give hope for next year. Because there is a lot of talent on this team. So far from now,
3: next year, I can't. It's week four. It's not yeah, even October I, I before, yet. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, before. Jim, but I just can't do the silver lining for next year. We're in week four of this well, NFL about, season. It's with, the first month. Think about this,
5: though. As long as we're – we're definitely not going to any playoffs. So the silver lining is that we show some competence. that uh, Garrett Wilson is able to show off his talent, that the defense is able to have a, a quarterback that can manage a game – and keep us in football games so we can actually root for the potential of winning. I mean, these are the things that I, when I go to the stadium, I want to be in the game. I want yeah. the excitement of the game. And that's a possibility even in this season. It's not going to be playoffs. It's not going to be a chance for the Super Bowl. And that was, let's face it, Super Bowl is a very difficult thing to get to anyway. But it's going, I think we still can turn this around as long as they bring in a competent quarterback, which they should have done immediately on signing Aaron Rodgers. Right. The, day that, the day that free agency opened on March 15th, 4 p.m., there should have been a quarterback yeah. in that room.
3: And, and instead of taking the that Tim they... Boyle route and saying, oh, good enough. Uh, thank nice. you for the call, Jim. I just got to take a break here, but I did want to say something early. From you know, the start of his call, it, it it was an oversight. It was negligent. We, we wanted to ignore it. In the NFL, you need two quarterbacks. You're already seeing that. It doesn't matter if you're 39. It doesn't matter if you're freshly 22-23. Bryce Young is down. Andy Dalton is in. Anthony Richardson is concussed. And he's a mountain of a man. He's 6'5", 250. He's out. So the backup quarterbacks are already in. You need two guys. And they knew... They knew, they knew, they knew that they were one play away from being right back to where they were last year, and they went forward with it anyway. 877-337-6666. We got some other things to talk about. Call me up. Keith McPherson on the fan. BRB.
1: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more. Game time. Let's go. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
2: Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black
5: ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven!
2: sales won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Although things are going to change next year,
0: we're going to move across the street. There are a few things with the New York Yankees that never change. That's pride, it's tradition, and most of all,
2: we have the
3: greatest fans in the world.
2: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app.
3: the fan, man. I'm in here watching the Yankee game from earlier, talking to and Fleegs about the state of the Jets and just the butterfly effect of everything. One thing led to another, and it just seems like there's this like Jets maze. You know how when you're stuck in a maze, you you turn one way, you turn it. It's just like this never-ending maze that just leads back to Zach Wilson and leads back to being the Jets, right? This was supposed to be the year that... We're not the same old Jets. Rob Sala, you said that. Those were your words. We're not the same old Jets. Last year, you were keeping receipts. Well, we're keeping receipts on you now, buddy. You're unquestioned QB1. You've got Wayne Corbett coming out to talk about Zach Wilson. You've got, obviously, Joe Namath going on the radio saying the kid, the play is disgusting. Get the kid out of here. So what's next, folks? What's next? Sunday night football, that is going to be, um, it, it won't be the nail in the coffin, it won't be the dagger, but that is going to be the chance that the entire world gets to see him. If Taylor Swift is at that game and Aaron Rodgers is at that game and the hype machine around the NFL and cable television works like I know it to work, everyone and their mother is going to be talking about Zach Wilson and the Jets on Monday morning and not in a good way. 877-337-6666. We need hoops to start. We need hockey to start. It was just a couple months in the middle of the summer. I was saying we need football to start. Nothing is going to save us here, yo. Nothing's going to save us. I don't know. It's the Liberty. The New York Liberty have to save us as sports fans in New York. We are in some weird era right now. I feel for the kids, man. I feel for the young kids that are, you know, getting into sports and have all the time, right? If you hear me talking, shout out to all the young homies listening right now. I'm talking about the kids like under 18 that are still in high school and middle school. And you just have iPads and iPhones where you can get all this sports knowledge and watch YouTube and Twitch and follow your favorite players and team and play fantasy. And you've got all this time to just absorb sports. And you might be a Mets, Jets, Nets fan. <laughs> I feel for you. 877 337 Back to the phones we go. We got plenty of calls to take. Jim is in Tinton Falls, New Jersey on the fan. Go for it, Jim.
6: Yeah, hey, Keith. I'm a fellow Hawk. Uh Hawks. Oh, West, well, West Long Branch boy. Used to actually walk to classes. But, nice. Uh, really, yeah, enjoy your show uh, very much. And also... I got to tell you, my spirit was lifted when I was listening to the show and I heard Marco Valetti at uh, midnight do the report uh, saying that Colin Kaepernick had written a letter and asked to be brought onto the uh, practice squad by the Jets. And uh, my quick two cents worth, and I, I really want to hear what you have to say, I listened to some of your comments about some of the controversy that he may bring, unfortunately, but I, I do want to hear you speak to it after I just give you my quick two cents worth. I think the man come, has a great pedigree. I think he came from a hell of a program, which was uh, the, the 49ers, as we know. I marveled at uh, what a thoroughbred he was. Uh, when he played, and I know he tried to keep himself in shape. I haven't followed him over the past few years, uh, so I really don't know what kind of shape he really is in or stayed in, but I think the man's got integrity, heart, and I think he's a really uh, great talent. And uh, b- before you answer or you, you give me your take on that, um, I was wondering, when you, when you were with OTHS playing football, was, was Dan George your coach?
3: No, but a shout-out to Danny George. Uh, When I was a little boy, he was there. And I obviously would <laughs> go to all the varsity games. I was ball boy yeah. when I was 12. Like, I was around. So shout out to Danny George. He went yeah. over to the Green Wave in Long big, Branch and big did well out. with them. Yeah, but he's a, yeah. he's a great guy, great Dan, leader of men, did a lot of good things.
6: Yeah, Dan and I spent some, uh, spent some years on the lifeguard stand together. It's in been Long years <laughs> since he's, he's
3: seen me. But if you run into him, tell him I, I, I said hello. I, I, I would love to run into him again. He uh, probably hasn't seen me since I was a teenager.
6: It, he's a real good man.
3: Yeah, he's a good dude and, and, and an icon in that area. What he what he did, just helping people out and yeah. coaching so, football. Do you use Do you use email at all? Or, or I don't. I, really... I do, but I'm definitely not giving my email out on the air. And I like I used to have it on my yeah. social media, and it just it just opens up. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I mean, some people are nice, but there are a lot of people that are understood. extremely yeah. rude and and yeah, yeah, Und- understood.
6: So what, what what what's your take with uh, with Colin Kaepernick? Do you know much about what kind of shape he might be in? I,
3: I can speak to it, and I've covered it for for years, and and I'll speak to it now. I'll let you go, Jim. Thank you for the call. Colin Kaepernick is not going to enter the NFL ever again. So let's just start there. And it, it's not about ability at all. It's not about whether he can throw the ball, whether he could run the ball, whether he could help a team. You have seen some terrible quarterbacks. Play in the NFL over the last seven seasons, right? Kaepernick played in 16, so you had 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. You've seen bums. Zach Wilson is a bum. I've mentioned Nathan Peterman. Like even like the likes of uh no, like not trying to disrespect these guys, Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon, like Colin Kaepernick coming out of Nevada. I think Jim just said he was a thoroughbred. Like, you guys remember when he was playing with the Niners, he took them to a Super Bowl. He was running free against Aaron Rodgers and those Packers. He was zipping the ball in there. He was doing his flex, kissing his bicep in the end zone. He couldn't be stopped. But he did take a back seat the year that he took a knee. The year that he took a knee, he wasn't any good. He was on the bench, which was kind of crazy because it's like, he got all the attention for taking the stance, and the world has changed a lot since then. Uh, and it is kind of crazy to think about what he became. I know I, I tried to watch his Netflix series, and they depicted his, like, childhood, and I didn't make it too far. I just, I don't know, it wasn't for me. Uh, and, I, and I'm and i trying to keep it to the sports here. I'm trying to keep it to the football. He's 36 years old. Um, Colin Kaepernick age. He's 35. He'll be 36 in November. He's done. And that's why I joked and said, okay, is this is like they've been doing this for seven years. Is this going to go on for another 10 years because Tom Brady played till 46? Colin Kaepernick was always a better athlete than Tom Brady. What Colin Kaepernick brings, because of the stance that he took and all of the eyes and ears and attention that comes with him, he's so far removed. From the kid from Nevada that uh, you know, John Harbaugh took a chance on or, or Jim took a chance on, and uh ended up being the quarterback where Alex Smith had to get up out of there and go to Casey. I looked at the letter and I thought it was very well written and humble, and I, I even appreciated the approach because the approach was like, Hey, I'm just looking for a spot on your practice squad. Like I know you don't have talent at the quarterback position I also know you don't have the funds to go out and you know like he's, he's pretty much saying I'll, I'll, I'll help your defense out I'll get your defense ready he alludes to the fact in there that uh, let me see uh, you'll face in weeks four five and six Mahomes Wilson and Hurts mobile quarterbacks I would consider it a privilege to be able to do this and would take on the responsibility with the dedication and passion as if it were the QB1 position. He's basically just, just begging to get in the building, but he's not getting into any NFL building. Um, the Ravens were close to doing this a few years back, and I forget where it got derailed. He had the workout in 2019, and that didn't work out. Uh, I think there is some blackballing, some collusion, or whatever. But that's why I also brought up earlier that the NFL did cut him a check. He did have a lawsuit, and they— They did pay him some millions in a settlement. And I feel like once that's done, it's like you're not getting back in. And there's only 32 teams and only 32 starting quarterbacks and 64 uh, first and second string. And there's no room for Colin Kaepernick. I was thinking about Cam Newton today. There's no room for Cam Newton. Cam Newton was just talking about before this season. I know there's not 30-some quarterbacks better than me. It's not about that. You're not just the back of your baseball card. Um, it, it's, it's what comes with it. So Colin Kaepernick, anytime there's a quarterback mentioned or a quarterback heard his name is mentioned, but he's not getting back into the NFL. And what I said was, okay, if let me see where it is. Uh, as a final point, um, he says, my training schedule has remained the same for six years. Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., training on the field and in the weight room. I've kept this training schedule without failure for the past six years in hopes that an opportunity will present itself. I say this to give you some perspective on where I'm at physically. My question to you, Colin Kaepernick, is why are you only looking for an NFL opportunity? There, and I'm, I said this tonight. There was the AFL in 2019, didn't last long. The USFL the last couple years, the XFL came back last year. If Colin Kaepernick wants to play the game of football and is getting up every morning and starting his day with a training regimen, which he can do because he's a multi-millionaire through um, the stance he took and people like making him this like icon. If you really want to play football that bad, the game of football, not National Football League, why didn't you step into one of those situations, padded football, with guys that played Division I college football but you know couldn't make NFL rock. Why didn't you step into those leagues and show what you could do? Because a lot of those guys go on to the NFL. P.J. Walker did it. You guys familiar with P.J. Walker? P.J. Walker is from Elizabeth, New Jersey. He's 28 years old. He played for the Carolina Panthers last year. But he balled out for the Houston Roughnecks. The Houston Roughnecks, they're an XFL team. And uh, he got an opportunity after that with the Carolina Panthers. He was with the Bears. I think the Bears dropped him. Now he's with the Cleveland Browns. But, like, if Colin Kaepernick wants to play football, the game of football, he had, I'm sure, some opportunities to play in lower levels, lower leagues. The NFL is not letting him back in. There's no team that is going to bring him in, and the Jets specifically would not do it because of the distraction that it would bring, the circus that it would bring, and the added media presence it would bring, especially right here in New York City. Jesse's in Queens on the fan. What's up, Jesse?
0: Hey, Keith, what's up? Uh, great show. Uh, first time I'm calling to the show, but
3: listen, the, the Jets, I mean, I mean,
0: everybody knows Like for the, all the years... They've been kind of a joke. I mean, don't they have any kind of like self-respect? I mean, how that's can you? Like, how can how can you not have a, a real QB available as a backup? They have a great defense, and I'm not sure about the coach and the GM. You know, that's that's still up up in the air whether they're uh, they're really uh, good. Good uh, like I, I, good pick. I
3: football players are are tough. They're competitive. And they have a chip on their shoulder, right? You don't get to the NFL level without that, without pride. Like, how did they not have enough pride to say from last year, we can't end up in a situation where this kid is our quarterback one again? They defaulted into the salary cap, the money that they owed him, the draft pick. And honestly, man, there's gotta be some, there's gotta be some messaging coming down from the top. Woody so, why, and why? Joe Douglas, these guys are they're all in lockstep. Woody. Joe Douglas, Rob Sala, they're all in lockstep on, we made this pick, we drafted this kid, no one forced our hand, we wanted him, we're going to get this out of him, we're going to keep running him out there, and we will go down with the sinking ship. But you know what? There are players in that locker room, like a Dalvin Cook, a McCole Hardman, a Alan Lazard, they didn't come there to play with Zach Wilson. They were in the league last year, in different places, they saw how bad the kid was. They came to play with Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't mean they're willing to waste a season, a career, uh, a season of their career with Zach Wilson. Same thing for the defense that did it last year. Those guys on defense were pissed last year when he thumbed his nose at the question, do you owe the defense an apology? No, no. He said, no, like like you played terrible. You do owe those guys an apology. As the quarterback, you're, suppo- you're supposed to shoulder the blame. That's why Justin Fields came out and said, I will take all of the criticism, everything that goes wrong with the team, it's on me. And I don't know how come- the Jets are still in this, this same predicament. Fool me once. You, you can't fool me again.
0: He comes across as a spoiled brat. And I just, if I if I was on the team, if I was a defensive player, I would be giving interviews and saying, this kid can't play. It's coming. I don't know what they're doing. It's coming. I would be, I would be just blasting the whole team. Jesse, check me out. What-
3: it is coming because you've got third-string running backs flipping out on coaches. And... In the NFL, watching that game, I I said this when I got on air last night. Man, the cameras are HD, and they're floating above the field. They're zooming in. You can see everything. It was cringy. It was awkward. You can see a Jets fan yelling at the team, losing his teeth. Like, you can see everything. Why go sit in the rain? You can see everything with these eyes in the sky. And you know what? It is going to boil over where these guys are not going to care. They don't respect Rob Sala. They're, they're gonna get they' it's gonna get to a point where I'm done being professional I'm done putting on appearances I'm done pretending um I don't care about my contract I don't care about this franchise I don't care about this head coach they keep running this kid out there and he hasn't changed he hasn't improved he hasn't evolved he hasn't shown us that he can play the quarterback position a quarterback position is about distributing the pill getting the ball into your playmaker's hands you're supposed to be trying to get downfield. That's the whole game. You're supposed to be trying to get to the other end zone. The other teams like I, I it's just like it's crazy that we do this much talking about like what football is because this kid is is playing so much quarterback in the NFL and we've never seen it before. We've never seen anyone get this many opportunities to absolutely suck.
0: And you know, you know, Namath is a classy guy. He doesn't really call out people and he's basically saying this kid can't play. I mean the Mets. I mean
3: the Jets are kick, uh, they? They're, they're like a joke. I mean this yeah, is like they are a joke. Why, and and, and why Rob Salas said we're not the same stuff. old Jets. Yes, you are. You're right back to where you were. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Jesse. Like that's what I'm saying. If Namath is doing it, it's because you know what? There's no other recourse. The Jet fan cannot believe, right? You thought you thought last year was done when Streveler entered the game. You thought last year was over when they had the kid not even dress. Come on. He was he he was looking like Anakin Skywalker over there in the in the rain the rain. They were memeing him. And you thought because he smelled Aaron Rodgers' breath for two months, oh, he'll be fine as QB2. He didn't get to watch one game film of the guy. It was a mistake. So admit the mistake and make a move. Here's what's gonna happen, folks. There's a month. And and we were just talking about this during the break, and we got a break again now, so I'll say it quickly. If they would have beat the Patriots to be two and one. That like that changes a lot. And depending on what their record is in a month, there are teams that would trade a starting quarterback or a second string quarterback if they're out of it for assets that are already packing it up to say October 31st, we're on the next year. But the Jets by October 31 are going to be on to next year where it's not worth trading it. And they're literally just going to let the ship sink and say, oh, well, Aaron Rodgers is back next year, and now we got draft capital. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's take that break. Call me up. I got one hour left. BRB.
2: So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.
3: Love the flexibility of
2: working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered.